Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's John Bozica. 10 until noon, Monday through Friday. Local issues, community information, and lots of opinions. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. So just last week at the State House, there was a bill introduced that added into it was about vaccinations here in Ohio. And this was a bill that had had much back and forth already in the State House, many different representatives had had uh, lengthy discussions about it. There had been arguments over it already, and it was kind of, if you will, snuck into a bill at the last moment. And that frustrated many um, Democrats in the State House who viewed it as something that maybe didn't need to be introduced and could have used more discussion at the time. So to talk about that, we're going to go to the phone line, bring in State Representative Allison Russo to the discussion. State Representative, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, John. Thank you for having me on. Well, thanks for coming on to the show. And I know that uh, in talking to some of your colleagues, I had on Bride Rose Sweeney last week. I had on uh, State Representative Thomas West yesterday. I know that there's been lots of frustration recently for many Democrats in the state house, But uh, this in particular was a huge moment of frustration for you last week, wasn't it? Uh, Well, yes. I mean, let me first start by saying we know vaccines, including the COVID-19 vaccine, they are safe, they are effective, and they save lives. And I think that it is important that we continue to uh, say that and to emphasize that, uh, especially as leaders within this state. And unfortunately, what we have seen repeatedly uh, from some Republicans Uh, has been this continued attack uh, on the safety and efficacy of vaccines and spreading false information about all vaccines, including COVID-19. Why do you think there has been that huge push on that side of the aisle to spread some sort of misinformation about the vaccine? Well, I think, uh, unfortunately, some of it fits a uh, political narrative uh, for many of my colleagues, especially on the extreme right. Um, But I think at the end of the day, uh, unfortunately, what it does is undermine trust in vaccines. And uh, especially when we talk about the COVID-19 vaccine, feeds into what is very real hesitancy that I think that we have to address in a very smart way in order to get our vaccination rates up to where they need to be for us to be able to really get through on the other side of this pandemic. COVID-19 is still a threat. We know we have the Delta variant uh, that is gaining ground here in the United States and also in the state of Ohio. And the very best defense that we have 
uh, from having a resurgence amongst unvaccinated people is uh, getting more people vaccinated. And every time we insert language, whether it be in a bill or as an amendment in a bill, uh, undermining trust in the vaccines, uh, it just you know, again, feeds into the hesitancy and really puts us not on the right path to being able to uh, get folks vaccinated and get out of this pandemic. State Representative Allison Russo, that's my guest. She represents the 24th district at the Ohio House of Representatives that serves the Columbus area like Grove City, Hilliard, Upper Arlington and some of those areas. She's also a healthcare consultant, which is why we're having this discussion this morning about uh, COVID-19, also about the vaccine itself. So what does this addition to this bill mean then for places when it comes to the vaccine moving forward? Doesn't it mean that they can't like uh, force you to get it to be, you know, hired or something like that? It's it's something along those lines, isn't it, State Representative? So, so there have been a couple of there have been a couple of uh, different pieces to this that have been moving around. Uh, so what we have seen, there's a, a bill that has been working its way through the House Health Committee, House Bill 248, that is very expansive, touches on all vaccines, not just the COVID-19 uh, vaccine, uh, is extremely harmful. Uh, that is still sitting in committee. What we've seen emerge in the last two weeks are amendments to unrelated bills. Uh, so what we saw last week was the insertion of an amendment that applied to schools and businesses, uh, including hospitals and nursing homes, where not only could they not give the COVID-19 vaccine, which they have phrased as uh, vaccines without full federal approval, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine is currently and it has emergency use authorization, although that full approval is anticipated within the next two months. Uh, but this uh, insertion said not only can you not mandate uh, for private businesses and schools, but you also cannot um, have any uh, what they call discriminatory action. So basically, you can't require people who have not received the vaccine to do things like wear masks. Uh, socially distance, you know, additional steps. Uh, that passed out of the House. It went to the Senate. It didn't move in the Senate. Uh, the governor said that he would absolutely veto any of that language. But what we saw inserted last night, uh, or this morning rather, at about one o'clock this morning, as uh, we were wrapping up session in the House, was the insertion of another amendment to another bill. Uh, that was limited to schools and institutions of higher learning that said, again, you cannot give or require the, the vaccine, a vaccine that doesn't have full federal approval, and you cannot put in place these additional um, mitigation um, efforts, uh, for example, requiring people who are unvaccinated to wear a mask, to socially distance, et cetera. Uh, that did pass off the floor. Um, it was added to a Senate. It was it, it was added in a Senate bill, came back over to the House. Uh, the House along party lines voted to concur with it. I, I and other Democrats voted no. Uh, it now is on the governor's desk. And so the question is, will the governor sign that um, bill with that language in it? With the virus being where it's at, though, State Representative, the idea of not wearing a mask has become a little bit more regular for some people, but we are at that point where wearing or where getting the vaccine still needs to happen. How can we 
correctly encourage people then, even though there's this language being added, that they should still get the vaccine? How can we encourage that in the right way? Well, I think we encourage it. And, and, and yes, you are absolutely correct. I mean, the best and quickest way to sort of normal life again, not having to worry about wearing a mask, being able to gather fully with our friends and family uh, is to be vaccinated and to have our vaccination rates uh, high so that we have that herd immunity. Um, but, you know, people clearly still have questions about the vaccine. They have hesitancy. Uh, and we have to, I think, talk about the vaccine talk about the reality. The vaccine has been administered now to millions of Americans. I think uh, over 323 million uh, doses have been given. Uh, it is safe. We have fantastic data on the safety of the vaccine. There are side effects to the vaccine that are mostly minor, uh, but there's fear associated with those side effects. So I think, you know, as trusted leaders, whether we're leaders in the community, trusted voices uh, within your family or with your friend circles. Uh, we all have to be doing our part to answer questions about those side effects and encouraging our friends and family to get the vaccine if they have not been vaccinated. Because the reality is we are still having hospitalizations. We are still having deaths associated with COVID-19, but they're happening within the unvaccinated population. Uh, so those people are still just as at risk now as they were back in December and January and February when we saw a huge uh, surge with this pandemic. State Representative Allison Russo is my guest here. Uh, State Representative, is there a plan now to try to introduce legislation back that could undo some of this stuff or or is it too late in the process to worry about doing something like that basically what can be done to fix this well the the best fix to this will be the governor veto this language the bill is now sitting on his desk and while it is limited to to only public schools and institutions of higher learning and only to the COVID-19 vaccine uh, again I think the best decision uh, is for him to veto uh, that language um, now, I do fully anticipate uh, full approval of the COVID-19 vaccine uh, within the next two months, which will make this entire uh, language moot at that point. Um, but, you know, at this point, uh, that's probably the best move forward is, is to encourage the governor to veto the bill. State Representative Allison Russo, I appreciate the time this morning and appreciate you making the time to uh, come on to the show and look forward to our next discussion as well. Well, thank you so much, John, for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you.